something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at the triumphant return of an ancient symbol of Scottish kingmaking, the legendary Stone of Destiny. The day was November 30th, 1996. The centuries-old Stone of Destiny was officially returned to Scotland and put on display in Edinburgh Castle. For hundreds of years, the ancient stone had been used in the coronation ceremonies of Scottish kings. But in 1296, King Edward I of England removed the stone from Scottish soil and installed it in London's Westminster Abbey. It remained there for 700 years, until November of 1996, when British Prime Minister John Major made the shocking announcement that the stone would finally be returned. Many Scots had given up on ever seeing the Stone of Destiny return to its rightful place in Edinburgh Castle, but on St. Andrew's Day 1996, that's exactly what they saw. Full disclosure though, the stone had technically been returned to Scotland two weeks earlier, when it arrived at Holyrood Palace. However, since that's the official residence of the British monarch in Scotland, many consider the stone's true return date to be the 30th, the day it traveled a mile up the road to Edinburgh Castle, the traditional home of Scottish monarchs. 
Roughly 10,000 people lined the streets of Royal Mile that day, hoping to catch a glimpse of the stone as it made its way through Old Town Edinburgh in the back of a Land Rover. By that point, the crowns of Scotland and England had been combined for nearly four centuries. The return of such a revered cultural object was a goodwill gesture long overdue. Still, better late than never. At this point, you may be wondering, what's so special about the Stone of Destiny? Well, geologically speaking, not much. It's just a simple block of red sandstone, the kind you'd find all over Perthshire and Angus, just a few miles from the medieval town of Scone. It has a slightly pinkish hue in the right light, but for the most part, it just looks like a slab of coarse gray stone. The oblong block measures about 26 inches long, 17 inches wide, and 10 and a half inches thick. It isn't ornately carved, but it does have a rough-hewn rectangle and two crosses cut into the top, the purpose and meaning of which are unknown. The stone also features an iron handle fitted to each end, a smart inclusion considering it weighs well over 300 pounds. Although it's widely viewed as a sacred object, Little is known about how, when, or why the stone was first made. According to one legend, it dates back to biblical times and is actually the same stone slab used by Jacob as a pillow when he dreamed of a ladder reaching up toward heaven. Then, according to Jewish legend, the stone became a pedestal of the Ark of the Covenant. Sometime after that, it supposedly traveled from Syria to Egypt and then on to Spain and eventually to Ireland where it became known in Celtic as Leofal, or the Speaking Stone. The kings of Ireland were allegedly crowned on top of the stone until the late 5th century, when Fergus, the first king of the Scots, captured the stone for his own country. However, the story according to science is much more straightforward than that of legend. Modern geologists have confirmed the Stone of Destiny, also known as the Stone of Scone, was quarried in the vicinity of the town of Scone. That would make sense, as the town is home to the original royal residence and coronation site of the kingdom's earliest monarchs. So why lug a heavy stone all the way from Ireland and beyond when you could dig up a perfectly good one in your own backyard? That said, there are some diehards out there who contend that the current stone, the one that was definitively mined from Scone, is actually a fake and that the real Stone of Destiny is hidden away, out of the hands of fickle government officials. Whatever the stone's true origin, we know it played a key role in the coronation of Scottish monarchs for many centuries. Inside the Abbey of Scone, the newly appointed king would be crowned while sitting on the Stone of Destiny, as if it were a chair. That custom is said to have continued from the dawn of the nation all the way until 1296, the year that marked the start of the First Scottish War of Independence. Following his decisive victory at the Battle of Dunbar, England's King Edward I seized the stone from Scone Abbey and claimed it as the spoils of war. Edward took the stone to Westminster Abbey in London and commissioned a new wooden throne, later called the Coronation Chair, to house it. Edward sat on the chair above the stone until the end of his reign in 1307, at which point his son, Edward II, became the first English monarch to use it at their coronation. From then on, most kings and queens of England, and later of Great Britain, have been crowned on that same chair in Westminster Abbey, 
the one with a stolen stone fitted inside it. As you might expect, Scottish nationalists made many efforts to secure the stone's return, some through legal channels and some by other methods. The most famous attempt by far occurred on Christmas Day 1950. In the early morning, four Glasgow University students managed to get the stone out of the abbey and into the trunk of a car headed north to Scotland. A nationwide manhunt ensued, but to no avail. The students made it home safely, despite the many roadblocks and checkpoints set up to catch them. However, the same couldn't be said for the stone, which had been badly damaged when it was dislodged from the coronation chair. The stone nappers eventually made good, though, four months later. In April of 1951, the Stone of Destiny was discovered 500 miles away from London at the high altar of the ruined Arbroath Abbey. It had been fully repaired and was discovered draped in the national flag of Scotland. No charges were brought against the students, and the stone was promptly returned to London, where it would remain for the next 45 years. When the Stone of Destiny was finally returned to Scotland in November 1996, it was under much different circumstances. Scottish Secretary of State Michael Forsyth had convinced the British government to allow the stone to remain in Scotland when not in use at coronations. On November 30th, Forsyth formally accepted the royal warrant for safekeeping of the Stone of Destiny. The handover ceremony took place in the Great Hall of Edinburgh Castle with Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, representing the Queen. Soon after, the stone was put on public display in Edinburgh Castle, right alongside the crown jewels and other priceless treasures. It's remained there ever since, with millions of people coming to see it each year. They'll have to look elsewhere starting in 2024, though, as First Minister Nicola Sturgeon recently announced plans to relocate the stone to Perth, which lies one mile south from the medieval site of Scone. Before its big move, though, the Stone of Destiny will have to make a pit stop in London for the coronation of England's latest monarch, King Charles III. Queen Elizabeth II sat above the Stone of Destiny herself when she was crowned in 1953, and 50 years later, her son is poised to do the same. Of course, there's always the chance that the actual Stone of Destiny is still secreted away somewhere in Scotland. To this day, rumors persist that the real stone was taken out of circulation a long time ago, either by ancient monks or by renegade college students, depending on who you ask. But whether the Stone of Destiny on display is the real deal or just a replica, it remains a powerful symbol of Scottish independence, courage, and stubbornness. Slanshava. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, why not follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You could also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or you could write to us directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Heck, you could even do all of the above. Special thanks to Michael Douglas, not the actor, for inspiring today's episode. I hope you have a happy birthday this week, Michael, and safe travels to you and Julie on your next European adventure. Lastly, I have an important announcement to make. 
After a year and three months of consecutive new episodes, this day in history class is taking a break for the holidays. We'll be back with a season of brand new episodes starting on January 2nd, 2023. In the meantime, you can get your daily history fix by joining us for classic episodes throughout the month of December. You'll hear me and all the shows we made last year, but you'll also hear voices from the show's own history, former hosts Tracy Wilson and Eves Jeffcoat. I hope you enjoy this trip down memory lane and be sure to join us on January 2nd for a new year's worth of all new episodes. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.